This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today, our special guest is Patty Badia. She is a New York, New Jersey realtor and an expert in military relocation. She is going to tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a military relocation professional, how we can do that as realtors, why it's so important, and what we need to know when it comes to working with our military families. So, Patty, welcome onto the show. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, and I'm really excited about this topic because we've talked about veteran housing and how to assist veterans with housing. We've talked about relocation. We've talked about these topics before but we've never talked about active military families, uh, what it means for them to relocate, how we can be of service, what that looks like, some of the details of that. And Patty's going to cover all of that for us. So I'm super excited. But before we get into that, Patty, I'd like to hear a little bit more about yourself, how you got started in real estate. Tell us a little bit about your career path, what's led you to where you are today. So I've been um, in real estate 20 years. I was a bartender before I went to college, graduated, thought I wanted to go to law school, ended up working in a law firm. And oh, I just hated it. I just, I didn't like the culture. I didn't like the way I was treated. And just one day I just went home and told my mom, like, I'm going to get my real estate license and let's see what happens. And I ended up giving my two week notice after I got it. Everybody told me I was crazy. And 20 years later, here I am. And then in my career, just helping clients, I also learned that I like to help agents. So I became an instructor and I started teaching a lot of the classes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that's one of the things that our president this year is super passionate about is that education piece and having realtors stay up to date with all our certifications, having them get new certifications. Uh, that education piece is something that I think is super important. I know our president, as I mentioned, really, really is passionate about that, but definitely something that all realtors should take seriously. So I love that you that you got involved with that. And then is that kind of how you fell into this relocation professional certification or tell us a little bit about that and, and how um, how you became part of that. So when I started teaching the certifications that um, designation classes that NAR provides, um, one of the, the newer ones, if you will, that came out more recently was the military relocation professional. So I took it as a student because I found myself working with a lot of military families, active duty, and there wasn't really anything at the time to really make us like an expert, if you will. So then I took the class and then eventually I started teaching the class. And I just, um, it was it was just amazing because now as a teacher or as an instructor, I get a lot of 
active members and also retired members who take the class who are now realtors themselves. So the one I just taught recently at Triple Play, I had so many active members. I had wives who were with members and we had male and female active and retired in the class. So it just gave the class a whole nother layer of real life. These are people who know everything about the process, about moving, the emotional components, not just like what I'm teaching or what, it, what NAR teaches, but real life people who have gone through it and then are also realtors now. So it's just been really amazing to see that like full circle. Yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. I, I didn't know that, that a lot of them come back and now are realtors. Do you think that's a common thing, you know, for after people leave the military, that this is a common career that they pursue? So if they start out at 18, which they could, right, they only have to do 20 years. And then the 38, I mean, that's, that's really, really young, right? I mean, so they usually will end up in either some type of like law enforcement, security, or now real estate has become very, very prominent because, you know, they do have a pension. They're getting that steady income, if you will. And then real estate, because it fluctuates, they still have something to fall back on. And they may be married to, let's say, a civilian, and that's another source of income. So they can really give it their all. And now with this new certification, I always encourage every time I teach the class, like, hey, tell your friends, tell your other military friends, you know, to take this if they're going to become a realtor to take this because it is newer to the NAR family. And we're just doing better at promoting it and advocating it. But who better than an actual military person? Like I always tell my clients, I can't empathize with you because I'm not in the military, but I can sympathize. You know, my significant other is in law enforcement. So I know what it feels like to be gone, you know, for them to be gone and not know if they're coming back home and that. Right. But then teaching it and hearing real people say their stories, male and female, you know, it's, it's different. Right. Like a mom and or a dad sometimes also because some of them are parents. So it's been really, really interesting to have that dynamic now in the classroom of actual veterans. Yeah, and I bet you just are learning so much more from those firsthand experiences that these people are sharing with you. And that, and, and as they're coming through, they'll say, well, this is how it's like for me. This is actually how that happens. Is there a certain story or some or an experience, you know, that you've heard, whether it's been with someone in your class or someone just in your in your career experience that really stands out or tell us about a story of of a military family that you've helped or that has been helped with a realtor and kind of what that story looks like, favorite story if you have one. So I have one uh, personal. My clients were looking for a house in uh, Northern New Jersey and this was around 2000, uh, might've been like 15 or 16. So the market wasn't so crazy, but their price point was really, really low, 215, 230 which in Northern New Jersey, that's just a challenge. And uh, we ended up finding a house and it was like perfect. It was great. But unfortunately, the house needed a new roof. And my client, he was actually active military. He, he just wanted the house so bad for his family. He was like, I don't care. I'll repair the roof. I'll, I'll do whatever. But one thing about VA loans is, you know, they are very strict with certain things. The house does have to be habitable and safe, which is a good thing. So we had to just back out of the deal. And he just was like, I'm never going to find a home. He was like, we're not in a good price point. There's nothing out there. And I was like, well, let's just keep looking. Like, you just never know, right? Long story short, found them a single family home, not far from that town. I think it was 220. And they're still there. And it's been about eight years now. And it wasn't like a monstrous house or anything like that, right? But, but it 
It had the three bedrooms. It had the two baths. It had potential and it's theirs. And they were able to utilize their VA loan. And I just remember at the closing table, they were just, we never thought that we could do this, right? And it was possible. So that, like, I'll always remember that. That was just really, really awesome because such a challenging price range. And I love that you brought up, you know, kind of just some of the resources and tools that exist out there for veterans, military families um, that can help them make housing become a reality. So in, a, in addition to the VA loans and, and things like that, are there other programs or things like that out there that you're aware of that realtors should um, look into that should be, you know, more knowledgeable about when it comes to what's out there for these military families? So there's a few different things, but as a realtor, you can partner up with something called Home for Heroes. So you do have to pay for it as a realtor, but the beautiful part of it is that once the hero, if you will, the hero could be military, it could actually be a teacher, it could be a vet, first responder, they get a rebate back. Uh, I believe it's either 20 or 30%, I don't remember exactly, but somewhere in that range of your commission that gets applied to their closing costs. That helps them tremendously because the closing cost could be about 3% of the purchase price. So it is a program, the realtor pays for it, but if the realtor's partnered up with it, and then obviously they can extend that benefit to that client. So for anyone out there who's looking to find a, a, a realtor, right, who, who does that, that's one way of finding them is through Homes for Heroes or through the MRP, uh, Military Relocation Professional Certification. There's a few other things too. There's a website. It's called GoMillie.com. So M-I-L-L-I-E. And it was created by a husband and wife who were in the military themselves. And it's everything that you can think of bringing military families together when they are on what we call their PCS journey, permanent change station. So when they're moving from basically, uh, it could be the same city, it could be a different country, whatever it is, but that PCS change, that happens a lot. Some of them do it yearly. Some of them do it every three years. And this website, gomilly.com, they can find realtors on there, but they can also just find other military families like a concierge service. And they can get so many different things that they have children. There's toolkits to help the kids adapt with a new school. And there's just so much great information. And it comes from somebody who was in the military, right? Who both of them were, had children, and they created this website. So that's also something really, really helpful. Yeah, no, that's great. I know that there's so much out there, you know, that we might not be aware of when it comes to that. So it's good to kind of learn what else is out there, learn what resources and tools are available because they do exist and they can be of huge help when it comes to working with these military families. But I wanted to go back to something that you said at the beginning too, just about the emotions that come with these families and maybe walk us through a little bit just what it means to be a family in the military military and how often you are expected to move because it's very frequently. And, and I had a best friend who was a military brat and her dad was in the military and she moved probably three or four times in her childhood. And just what that means and talk to us a little bit just about what these families are going through and what the expectation is, you know, when you enter the military, how often, you know, these families are expected to move, are going to be moving. Tell us a little bit kind of about that piece of it. So depending on what branch they're in, right? There's some branches that get deployed a lot. They get moved around a lot. So that's going to make a big difference. But overall, the, the average military family does move seven to 10 times out of their career. 
That's a lot. And you're saying 20 years, you know, in a 20 year career, that's like almost every other year, almost in some cases. It takes a toll. And then you have to factor in, are they two um, people who are both in the military or is one what we call a civilian, right? Where they have a regular job. So let's take the person who is with a person who's a civilian. That's an emotional toll for that civilian because what if their job doesn't exist where they're relocating for their significant other? Whether they're married, not married, whatever it is, that person has a job that brings in a good income and they can't just leave it or work from home. It becomes really, really challenging. And then another criteria is if they have children, depending on the age, right? Children are resilient. And if they're young enough, well, they probably won't notice that they're leaving their friends behind. But once you start to get to that teenage era, very, very, very hard. The children might resist moving, right? So one of the things I teach in the classes, and it's from NAR, it's in the book. One of the things that they suggest is if you're moving with children and they're old enough, try to make the move almost like a storytelling time. So maybe give them like a scrapbook and say, you know, this house, whatever it is, whatever town it is, and you make like a scrapbook of that particular one, two, three Main Street, right? All the fun things that you loved about this house. Let's collect them as we pack up. And then when you move again, you'll do another one. And then with that Go Millie website, there's ways to connect through social media so they can stay in touch with their friends who are probably also going through the same thing. It is very emotional. They obviously need a village that could be other military families. It could be civilians. It could be literally therapists, the realtor who puts them in touch, recreational activities. It's not just for kids, right? Like adults. I mean, they could take up pickleball, right? That's like the new thing now. But getting them to that next town or country, wherever they're going. And it is different if they're being deployed and they have like no communication with the family versus they're just all moving. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And especially to do it on that frequent of a scale. I mean, moving is stressful in itself for the average person, but having to do it, and that's kind of your expectation in the military, as you know, you probably are going to be moving, you know, pretty frequently. I mean, that just has to be so overwhelming, so stressful. And the realtor's role in that, you know, and something that that I think, you know, we as realtors are proud about is that we try to be that anchor in the storm. You know, we try to be that in the midst of chaos, you know, we are the people that are going to be there to, to get you through that. And I think that's what we can provide. And even more so to these military families than maybe the average person or their civilian is the language that, you know, you use, is that we can do that even more so for these families, because these families are really going to need it when it's something that they're dealing with on an ongoing basis in the midst of also being in the military and everything that, that comes This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. And I love what you said too, just about, you know, that yes, it can be taxing on the kids and, and young families, but 
on the partners and the spouses. And that's a lot, you know, that's a lot for, for them to be going through. What other kind of uh, challenges or special needs do you see these families having in addition to kind of just some of the emotional support that they're needing? What else that makes them kind of different for working with normal or civilian families? So coping with school changes, that's a big one. Again, it all depends on if they have children, the age of the children, but that is a big one. Dealing with different neighborhoods, if they do have children, the extracurricular activities, we find that, let's say that they play, um, I don't know, soccer, jiu-jitsu, swimming. If you can get them in those same activities in the new place, it's familiar. It makes the transition smoother. And also just literally them talking to their children as they get older, letting them know, like, listen, mommy and daddy, you know, do this for a living. And this is kind of what our life is going to be like, but we will make sure that you always have these activities or this scrapbook or a way to communicate with your friends from the previous towns or something like that, right? And then for the adults, again, it depends on if it's two military people or if one is a civilian. Some of the struggles that they have is just fitting in. Not everybody understands what a military family goes through when one spouse is, let's say, deployed. So in particular, one of my clients, she has four kids and they were selling a house with me and buying a house. Literally, I think three or four months after they just bought the house and settled in, he got deployed for like a year and all her friends and family and, you know, she just moved to a brand new neighborhood and she's very, very social on social media. And people did like what they call meal trains and they like signed up and sent food for her and her four kids. And she's very vocal about it. And every time he gets deployed, she puts it on Facebook. I sold him the house in 2019, 2020. He's probably been deployed about four times. Now, they haven't had to move, thank God, as a family, but he has gotten deployed so many times. It really is a strain. I do know that a lot of military families do like seek, you know, therapy and just things like extracurricular activities to take their mind off of those type of things because it's so much. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Uh, I think a way to explain that, you know, to little kids is, hey, we're going to still make sure you have this. We're going to still find some sense of normalcy for you, even though, you know, your your home is getting moved and your location is getting moved. We're going to still control what we can control, still make sure you have access to the things that you love, even though other things are changing, you know, that that we can't control. I think that's that's really good. That's a really great way to explain it to those kids. Is it anything else that you found that that these families want or that they're looking for, you know, access to communities, being a part of that's really important, but anything else that you found unique when working with these military families? You'd be surprised how many don't actually know about the VA loan. It's actually pretty shocking that so many military families don't even know that they can buy a house with a 0% down. Credit score can be under 600. Debt to income ratio can exceed like 50%. And all these little nuances that regular conventional financing doesn't allow, right? Doesn't allow the VA loan does. Their sole goal is to get active slash veterans into a home that is safe and habitable. And as realtors, we need to be educated on it, right? So that we can educate the clients on it. And we need to really stop with the badgering of when there's multiple bids, oh, it's a VA loan, toss it in the back pile. Like, no, how do we get it to the front of the pile, right? How do we communicate with the seller that even though it's 0% down and there's no skin in the game, that this is a good qualified buyer. So the more education you have on it, the better you can really serve your clients, you know, because at the end of the day, the seller's going to get their number no matter what. 
right? Whether you put 0% down or 50% down, you don't get that money to the closing. So all of those things make such a big, big difference. And it really does start with educating the realtors first so that they can educate their clients because that loan really does enable people to what we call the American dream, finding home ownership. Right. It's such a great resource. That VA loan, I think uh, we had a VA loan officer on a couple uh, podcast episodes ago and, and he was really diving into the details of it. So take a listen to that episode because he breaks down you know, what they are, how you can access them, how you can get your clients to be involved with them. And it covers a lot of people. It covers your veterans. It covers, you know, some people that are currently serving. I mean, it is such a great program and such a great way to eliminate that bar- barrier to home ownership. just with some of the things that you mentioned with the no down payments and in some of that. It's really an amazing program. And you're right, as as realtors and being involved in this industry, we should be getting the word out on these way more than, than what it is now. I think every every realtor, regardless if you specialize with military families or not, um, you should be aware that this exists. And you're right. Don't just put it to the side when you see that application coming through on a house that, that you've listed. So really, really awesome advice there. I want to go back to the MRP certification. How do we achieve that through NAR? What does it mean? Walk us through kind of a little bit of the details of that designation and how we can get it and what all goes into it. First thing is you have to be in good standing with National Association of Realtors, NAR, right? This is also international. They have an NAR international. You complete the one-day military relocation professional certification course. So it's a full day, right? Like nine to five. And then you submit a one-time certification fee of 195. Once you submit that fee, it's a one-time fee because it's a certification class. It's not something that you keep paying annually. And then once you do that, your application gets approved. They basically send you back like a marketing package where you can promote yourself. You can put the letters after your name. There's a private Facebook group and you can really start to promote yourself as an MRP specialist. So it's really easy if you, you know, to do, it's just, you just have to have the time to do it, right? You can take the classes online. I do recommend if you can in person, just because again, I feel like you just get so much more out of it, but they do allow you to do it online. So you can do that. But that's really what you have to do is just take the class, pay the fee and you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for an eight hour day, you know, I think it's it's totally worth it to just add this into your toolbox um, of tools when we think about our clients. And have you seen people take this class and it's grown their clientele? Have they been able to kind of serve more military families, adding that into the audience of people that they're serving? And have you seen that from a firsthand experience of people who go through this class, get this designation, and they're now growing their business because of it? Yep. So every time someone takes the class with me, I always say, you know, I always ask like during the icebreaker, right? Why are you here? What prompted you to take this class? And there's always different answers, but this could be an added niche to your business, especially if you are military, who better than to do this? But um, it definitely helps them grow because they have more confidence. They're better trained. They can speak better to the client. And also you have more tools and you can network with literally agents all around the world. So somebody can be in Arkansas or New Jersey, they can communicate, they can have a client, and that can be a long-lasting relationship, right? And vice versa, the New Jersey person can submit the referral back. So it definitely does help grow your business, as does any certification or any education that you take, because it just really makes you stand out. It's such a small percentage of realtors that take the extra step 
to take the extra education. And then once you have it, you have access to the website where they always have updated documents, updated webinars, things that are going on. There's like newsletters, just things to kind of keep you in that realm of life. Because again, we're not, we may not ourselves be military, but in order to just understand like what they're going through, if you will, like the dialect, the lingo, right? We have like a glossary at the end of the book to kind of just go over because they use a lot of acronyms and things like that. And it makes the military professional person, your client feel more comfortable because you're kind of talking the same thing, right? So they do feel like you are listening to them, you're paying attention to them, you understand them. So why wouldn't they want to work with you, right? And nowadays people are interviewing realtors. So why not go with the person that they feel most comfortable with? Yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, that can really just set you aside uh, from other people in such a great way. And as realtors, our whole goal is to provide our clients with the best service. And if we have these military families who are our clients, to provide them with the best service, we should be understanding more about their world. We should be understanding about the things that they want and need, the support that they need, the challenges that they're going through. You know, that is our job as a realtor. And to me, when it comes to something like this, like it shouldn't even be an added thing. You know what I mean? It should be, this is our job. I have to get this certification as a part of my job, as a part of making me the best person I can be for my clients to understand them in ways that maybe not the average person can. And I think that's our job as realtors and that we should be viewing it, you know, as that, because it really is so important that, you know, we're understanding this, these unique needs of all of our clients, not just military families, but of all of our clients. You had one best bit of advice or something that you would want all realtors to know when it comes to working with military families. What would that be? Definitely take your time and really listen to them. Find out what they're scared of because there's going to be something that you don't know what you don't know, right? If you don't know. So our job is to figure that out for them. What is it that they don't know that they need to know? So you sit down and you probe, ask them questions, right? So you need to make sure you yourself are vetted in. Do they know about their basic housing allowance? Some of them may not know that. Do they know about their transportation allowance, their moving expenses, all these things that they can potentially get reimbursed for because that person in front of you could be so concerned about the financial aspect of it saying, well, fine, we get the VA loan with 0% down, but we don't have any money for ABCD. And then you come in and go, well, wait a minute, you can go to this website, you can go to this, you can go to this, and you can see that you'll get reimbursed for these things or you'll get the money up front or whatever it is, right? But just giving them that information but it really does stem from you doing your research. So if you do become an MRP, we give you access to all of that, to all of those websites and everything. And again, you're not saying that you're in the military because you're not, unless you are, right? But I even had students in the class that were in the military that had never heard of some of the things that we discussed in the class. So that really goes to show that NAR really, really took the time to find things that were beneficial to even people who were actively serving and or retired. And the moving part of it, as you said before, it's so stressful on anybody. But just imagine somebody who's going to do this seven to 10 times, and then you find out that they'll come and pack you up and they'll move it for you. That right there alleviates so much anxiety so that they could focus on just finding the home or selling the home or both. So the biggest piece of advice I would give is just make sure that you yourself are very well versed on the benefits that they have and make sure that they're aware of them. Like don't make the assumption 
that the active and or the veteran knows the benefits that they're entitled to. They honestly sometimes have no idea. So just don't make the assumption, like ask the questions and then just check them off the list. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And I think uh, the the VA loan officer who we had on said the same thing, but like a lot of times they have no idea. So always good to say, hey, are you aware of this? Or, hey, I, I noticed that, you know, you're in an option for this or, or we can do something like this for this. They, a lot of the times you would be surprised of how many are, are unaware. And for you to bring that forward as the realtor, I mean, just wow, what an amazing service you're providing for your clients. And I think that's really, you know, what, what we all strive to do at the end of the day. So how can we go about getting the certification? Are there classes that we should we go through NAR for this? Should we be looking to Ohio Realtors for this? How can we find a class if we're interested in taking it? Yep. You can go to the NAR, uh, you know, website, right? If you, if you choose to do that, and then they'll give you all the, the list of classes. And then basically once you go to NAR and you click on the MRP, there'll be an online section or like classroom section. And then you can see, depending on how you want to take the class. Also for realtors who belong to like a certain board, your board usually will offer them. Like I teach for different boards. So you can just go onto your actual board's website under education and look at certifications and you'll see when they're giving the class. But that is always going to be wrapped into the NAR website because it always goes back to that. So it's always through there. But your boards do offer these classes a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking, I was like, I'm sure Ohio Realtors has offered this at one point or another or has the plans to offer it or something like that for sure. Definitely check it out. Awesome resource for you to have as a realtor. Patty, this was so awesome. Thank you so much for all of your knowledge and insights and information into this world. Really insightful, really great stuff. And thanks for being an advocate for all of our military families. Thank you. I appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.